Well, it would only be a matter of time before somebody copied it, so let's start there. But it is essentially the podcast with the video. The difficulty with a podcast is that it's hard to take snippets out of it to find what you're looking for. So we would actually take it and break it down into course structure. So I don't have to listen to an hour-long podcast. I can just click on the information for the specific piece that I really need. And so that's where it does become a little bit different. But to answer your question long-term, sky's the limit with this thing. Who knows what it could turn into? Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. Today, I get to be here with Zach Pittman, who is the creator of a real estate board game, the commissioner of the Home Buyer League, and has six figures of income coming off of his rental portfolios. He has a syndication and, and other things. So there's a lot we're going to get to talk about today. But the thing he's most passionate about is the Home Buyer League, which is bringing information into the new generation. So Zach, if you'll take us in, what's, what's the Home Buyer League? What's it all about? Sure. The Home Buyer League is essentially an education platform for Generation Z. And I just want to thank you for having me here to talk about it because that's what I'm most excited about. And I feel like with everything going on in the real estate space, Generation Z is probably the most panicked right now. So this is kind of my solution to get ahead of that curve as they're just now getting into the prime home buying age. Amazing. So what what did made you realize that this is a big need? I need to to reach out in this space. So I got into real estate full-time roughly a year and a half ago. And as soon as I started putting myself out as a real estate expert, I noticed people asked me the same questions over and over and over. And I just could not spend 30 minutes every time explaining, how do I get into real estate investing? How do I buy a home? How much do you need for a down payment? So my thought was to put everything in one place and just to store the information and send them to a quick video or a quick course that they could watch for free to learn. And then, of course, I went down the path of, well, let me turn this into courses and actually charge for it and make passive income. And then from there, I realized that as a loan officer, it made sense for me to begin partnering with other professionals in the real estate space, not only for maybe raising money or for getting them more exposure and for realtors for referral deals, but just to help get more information out in general. And as an investor myself, I noticed a deeper problem, and that was the fact that information in real estate is actually difficult to find. If I want to look in, say, Jacksonville, Florida, which is a really hot market right now, I have to call multiple realtors. I have to research the zip codes. I have to find out the hot spots. I have to run analyses to see what the rental income looks like. It's a lot of work. And so I figured that the platform could become a one-stop shop for information for a specific location on a specific strategy. So if I want to look up, how do I do a short-term rental in Uptown Charlotte, I need a hand-selected curated expert who I know is not speaking nonsense to give me that answer. I can just go to one place and get that answer. And so it became really this platform that is now getting these experts in front of Generation Z to give them top level information and people love it. I love it. It's, it's great for what you can learn. And through these talks, realtors will give you the inside scoop. Like you need to focus on this location 
if you want the best short-term rental one, here's how you do it. And it's completely free right now. It does not cost anything. And the biggest problem I'm trying to solve that I came across was the fact that Generation Z is most concerned with rising house prices. They don't know if they're ever going to be able to own a home. So I just realized I wanted to solve a massive problem. Generation Z was the generation and the people I wanted to help. And it has now just become, you know, a platform that's taken on a life of its own. So when you're calling it a league, is it like competitive? People are trying to win or is it just league in the sense that there's a lot of people in it? So it's a league because the information is broken down into three levels. It's an A, B, and C league. So if you're watching a video for a specific area, you would start with a C league, which is more beginner-based information. But if you want something more in-depth with resources or printouts and it's super advanced with terms you may not understand, then that would be an A league. So it's really a competition with yourself. We actually call the courses competitions because not only is real estate a contact sport, but you're competing with yourself and sometimes with other people depending on your strategy. Yeah, totally. And so do you have like baseball or something in your background, like sports wise that kind of guides you in this competitive direction? I do actually played baseball for almost uh, 13 years and everything from AAU, US, USSA, uh, Legion ball. Uh, it was my first love, my first passion. And then I had to actually take a year off in high school. I went to the uh, North Carolina School of Science and Mathematics. It was super hard. I did not have time to actually do my studies and sports. So I took a year off and then I was always fast. So after the year that I took off, I realized, you know, I'm behind the curve now. I need to do something, you know, that I'm good at that I can switch to. Um, so I did cross country just kind of to stay in shape. I was still debating if I wanted to stick with baseball and a track coach approached me and said, man, just give indoor a try. You never know what can happen. I ran one race and was ranked 26th in the state in the 600-meter dash indoor after one race qualified, went to states. And then from there, I ran outdoor and got a track scholarship. So I just, you know, did track through college and stuck with it because I was good at it. But my first passion love will always be baseball. I love playing basketball. It's just, yeah, I'm a sports guy, you know, through and through. Yep. And I love it. I mean, you see that coming out in the way that you name these things, right? Baseball was a passion of mine too. So we share that in common. And so take us into the desire. So this thing's free right now. What, what's mm -hmm. the, the short term and what's the long term logic of it being free? The short term logic is to really help it grow and to get the information out to really help people. And in time, the long term goal will to eventually get information on there that's so in-depth, that's so good that it could be charged for. And to give realtors or loan officers or whoever may be tied to the real estate industry the ability to make an additional income off of their expertise. A lot of people that I speak to are kind of, when I explain it to them, they go, oh, it's kind of like masterclass for mm -hmm. real estate. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, the long-term goal would be that you really do have this one-stop shop for your strategy in a specific location based on your experience level. And I've noticed in a lot of times the strategies stay roughly the same, 
Granted, the areas can change and what's going on there, and that's why it will be good for it to be refreshed over time. I think that's an issue that we sometimes run into with YouTube is that you can just post anything you want anytime you want. There's no hand that's curating the information from five years ago and or curating the experts for that matter. In this case, you're getting both curated so you can be assured that the information is accurate. Yeah, and I mean, YouTube is essentially what they care about is how long are you on the platform? Are you going to go from one video to the next? They're maybe not as, you know, concerned about, well, is the specific real estate information accurate? So is there a method in your system that you use? Is it like people just make comments like a Wikipedia where it kind of collectively becomes right? Or how do you get to the right information? So we go out and actually select these experts. So we will say search an area in, in Washington, D.C., and actually find out who are the top experts in their field, whether that's a lawyer, whether that's an accountant, or in this case, what we've been doing is actually targeting the realtors because they know the areas better than anyone and they can deal with different strategies that involve purchasing a home. So that's who we're going after at the moment are these realtors. And I can actually go see how many deals they've done we speak with them before they ever get on the platform. So they're asked questions in order to verify they know what they're talking about. And so, you know, we have to have people on the team that also understand real estate so that we can weed those people out. So we have a curation process before we allow experts onto the platform. And do these experts, is it free for them as well? Or are they paying for the opportunity to be in front of an audience? It is free for the experts. Yep, it's free for the experts, free for the audience. What we are doing is creating a marketing platform that is targeting loan officers because that's how their businesses run right now is loan officers need referral business in order to eat. <laughs> and so what we're doing is reaching out. We just partnered with our first branch, giving them the ability to become curators. So we'll start training them, matter of fact, next week in order to get them up to speed on how to curate experts. And so we are essentially building a team that can start curating and getting a ton of information on there because there's no way I could do that myself. There's no way we could do it with a small team. But by offering this as a service to loan officers across the country, they can use it to get in front of realtors and other experts to build their referral networks and offer it for free. And then they would pay us. And that's how we can survive and continue to offer all this content at no cost. So, so the, the first monetization strategy then is these lenders and the agents they bring on, they're going to provide you. And then eventually maybe long-term down the road, you, you charge the audience as well. Yeah. Yep. For very advanced information. So that would be the long-term plan. Cool. And so how long, like, cause I mean, I'm very fascinated by this. Cause I mean, I, it's not together all that different from a podcast. It's a very different structure, right? So we've conducted over 300 mm -hmm. episodes and so what would you say, like, is the time horizon that you see this thing playing out over? Oh, man. Well, it would only be a matter of time before somebody copies it. So let's start there. Right. But it is essentially the podcast with the video. The difficulty with a podcast is that it's hard to take snippets out of it to find what you're looking for. For sure. So we would actually take it and break it down into core structure. So I don't have to listen to an hour long podcast. I can just click on the information for the specific piece that I really need. Yeah. And so that's where it does become a little bit different. But to answer your question long term, sky's the limit with this thing. Who knows what it could turn into? 
Um, the really just the goal is to get as much information from across the country as possible and then to go international with it. As of right now, there's actually uh, a video on how to get into investing in Cancun, Mexico and in the Riviera Maya because what people don't understand is that sometimes we you can use the January, dollar to February. arbitrage it. Say that again. We were there January, February of this year. It's, a, it's an amazing place. Oh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely love it. Um, and there's so much growth. The short-term rental income there is bonkers. It is nuts. And what people don't know is that you can actually finance property in Mexico. And we have the president of one of the companies who will do that financing. They're a broker. And he's planning on coming on and talking about exactly how to do that. And the market's completely different there. But that's something we don't think about. If I can use my U.S. dollars and I'm confident enough to buy property overseas somewhere and I have the strategy laid out for me and my dollar goes further and I can get, I don't know, oceanfront beach property, it might be worth looking into. And so that's the long term. If I really had to answer it, that would be awesome to just have a network of videos all around the world for you to understand in any market how to do real estate. Yeah. Awesome, man. I love the vision. Um, Tim and I, my business partner, we sat down when we started the podcast and said, for one year, we're not worried about eating, right? We won't, we're going to spend to have the team, the production team. We're not going to take a penny, et cetera. We're not even focused on income for one year. Like, did you guys, did you have something like that? Like, Hey, I will go hungry for X amount of time before I, I demand something in return. Oh man. I don't know if I've gone as far as eating. Right. <laughs> so I love it though. I love the dedication. Um, for me, man, that that is a tough question. I think what I do in terms of goal setting, which I, I think is what you're kind of getting at. Uh, for me, my overarching goal that is driving me is maybe the opposite of taking something away. It's more of what can I add? And my end goal is to impact 8 million people directly around the world it's really it's 0.001% of the population in the world which is how i got to the 8 million i hope i'm doing that percentage right but i said to myself if i can just touch 0.001% of people i think i have made some sense of an impact on this planet and you know how best can i do that and i think this platform would would be that answer. And I'm not talking about a viral video that's got 2 million views. I'm talking like, hey, I've given you a specific piece of information on a platform or I've done a talk or a book or a board game or whatever it might be to directly impact someone's life in a positive way. So it's not that I'm going to stop eating. It was just like, how can I touch as many lives as possible before I leave this earth? Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. 
The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah. And so you built six figures of income in your residential portfolio, right? Is that what allows you to do this? That's what allowed me to get started, yes. And it's what pushed me into real estate full time. And, you know, just how it happened was that, you know, coming out of college, we're not prepared on how to enter the real world. We're just not. We spend a lot of money to go to college and most people end up working in a job that has nothing to do with their degree. <laughs> and I was one of those people. So I spent four years probably reading every book as, you know, humanly possible. You see this massive bookcase behind me. And I settled on three pillars. I needed to understand marketing, finance and real estate, and I could become a very wealthy person and help a lot of people. So I started with marketing and that was actually very successful, but I found myself in a bad toxic relationship that completely wrecked my business. Mm -hmm. So if, if anyone takes anything from this, this uh, chat, choose your relationships wisely because they can absolutely wreak havoc. And so you know, I did marketing for a while. And then from there, I'm like, well, let's jump into finance next. So I took the marketing, combined it with the finance, started my own investment firm with a Series 65. And I ran into uh, compliance issues with the state, not in a problem manner. I attended a class with the specific, um, what are they called? Inspector. So you will get inspected each year and they'll come in and look at what you're doing so you don't get a fine. And I was asking them marketing questions over and over and over. And they kept telling me, we don't know what you can and can't do. Basically, she went to the point to call me after our meeting and said, I don't know what Instagram is. So I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> and so I said, you know what, this is not worth a healthy, heavy fine down the line. So I shut that down. And then that's when I got into real estate. Um, luckily for me, I owned a home, I bought it with a USDA loan, which is 0% down payment. They actually wrote me a check for $2,000 when I bought the home. It's then insured by the government. I then rented out my rooms in that home to get rental income. And then I sold it for a very large profit. And I took that profit and then I turned it into two rental homes that I rented the rooms out. And then I got a sublease property where I convinced the owner to let me rent out the rooms in his property. And within less than a year, I had nine tenants. Um, that I was working with. And then we rented out the home in our house to a um, nurse that was doing a short-term, well, mid-term rental um, as a travel nurse. And then from there, went out and basically raised money to purchase a uh, seven-unit plex in Georgia. And that's how I got to where we are now in less than two years and it was it was like right around the two-year mark and now i'm exploring what to do next so tell me a little bit about your portfolio i mean you obviously gave me a, a glimpse but a high level overview like how many tenants now what's the revenue look like 
Yeah, sure. Um, so I got out of the sublease. Um, it makes money uh, when you're doing it long term, you know, uh, subleasing room to room. It made money, just not enough. So I'll, I'll let that go. We moved into another home and had two children. So we're not renting out a room in our house anymore. Um, and so I've, I'm actually unloading the the houses that I was renting room to room. So that'd be gone soon. Oh, I picked up another property. So in all right now, there's, there's currently 11, yeah. but I'm getting rid of three. So we'll be at eight, but then we're taking that money and reinvesting it. So um, the plan is to pick up a short-term rental. And that's one area I do not have experience. I think that'll pretty much be almost the complete package of the of most of the investing other than say industrial or or retail but um that's the next step is to really hone out this knowledge and experience with short-term rental next i will be raising money um so i have a meeting tomorrow to raise private money a meeting on monday to raise private money so we're looking at you know trying to go get a really nice short-term rental and that's what's going on. So eight units and then trying to get a short-term rental. So getting out a lot of these rent rent by rooms, was it just a logistical challenge of taking care of them that kind of led you to want to get, get out of those or? Um, I wanted to make more money quicker and multifamily and short-term rentals, I believe make your cash flow or just, they just have better cash flow. So uh, it took me just a little bit of time to figure that out. And that's why I'm getting out of just the single family homes. But I did the room to room because the cash flow was better than the long term rental because, you know, you're renting out each room for $700, $750 in cheap properties. I'm not talking like I bought the, the property I'm about to sell, I bought for $110,000, but Columbia has become one of the top rental markets in the country and rent has exploded. So room to room was just absolutely crushing uh, just a traditional long-term rental. Now you do have to include utilities and Wi-Fi, and I was even paying for pest care as needed, but the cash flow was still there even after all of that. And then when they're season, then off season, like winter, when you don't have grass and I wasn't doing pest care and there weren't any issues at the home, the cash flow was just beautiful. And you don't have a vacancy rate. Because if one person moves out, the two renters cover your mortgage plus utilities. So you're not losing any money. So I loved that factor. Uh, logistically, I realized that I did not go to the property. Well, a couple of the properties at all last year. I self-managed the, the homes and I never had to go there. If there was an issue, it's just a quick phone call. You call the plumber, you call the electrician, you have them take care of it. You call a cleaner, whatever it is. And, you know, all the properties I've had are, have been an hour or further away from me. So the whole mantra of invest in your backyard, it helps, but you don't have to, especially if you don't have a lot of money, which I didn't, which is why I strategically chose areas that had cheap housing. And so I think that's something people need to look into is that go where there's the cash, where the cash flow is, where you can afford homes to get started and find a way to do the rentals, even if they are a long distance and you know i had walk through videos to get tenants all the um, tracking for getting tenants is online doing credit scores getting rental income everything can be done digitally and if there's an issue you call someone and just make sure to have a roommate agreement so if there's nonsense 
that you can kick somebody out, which I've never had to do. There's been nonsense, but I've never had to kick anyone out. Nice. So tell me about the board game. Yeah. So I had an idea that Monopoly needed to be done years ago. And I wrote it in an idea notebook that I keep. I keep one in Evernote and then I keep a running like writing notebook. And if you're, I don't know if you're an idea person, but if you are, you're always having them. So I try to brain dump them somewhere. And um, I had just got into real estate full time. I was game planning my marketing strategy for being a loan officer. And I was at my parents' house and uh, you know, we were living with my parents at the time because we were fully renovating the house we're in now. Um, so that's another thing I've done is just complete rehabs. But we bought a fixer-upper to fix it up, living with my mom. And my wife is at work, and my mom's like, what are you going to do today? I go, well, I'm going to work on some marketing stuff. Uh, but if you get bored, how about you work on this board game idea? I think it would be fantastic to market this and help my loan, being a loan officer to get this to get in front of realtors. She's like, okay. It wasn't five, 10 minutes. And she's like, well, what do you think about this? We spent an hour and a half cranking out the details of this board game. And then the next day I had a prototype mm. cranked out on the back of a trivial pursuit board. <laughs> and so we started testing it over and over and over and over. I hired a designer and you know, when it comes to products, a lot of money can be made with characters. So I came up with the concept of the characters and then the design for the board game with the help of the company and my wife and my mom. And then next thing you know, we have a living, breathing board game that is more accurate than Monopoly. And there's a lot of details to it that I won't go into because I'm currently trying to work on a licensing deal. So I won't go into how it functions, but what I will say is that it is more realistic because no one's, you know, understanding Monopoly, you're not buying homes and hotels the way you're doing it there. Uh, you can actually mortgage property in real life. And I just wanted to create something that people could learn from. And that was fun. And that was just more accurate. And so we'll see what happens if it doesn't get picked up by a game publisher. That's fine. Then I'm going to self publish it and, and actually put it out to the world one way or the other, and we'll see what happens with it. So let's talk about all the specifics here that you can talk about. How how long, I mean, Monopoly is notoriously long. What's the average mm -hmm. duration of a game that you design for? 45 minutes to 75 minutes. It should be around an hour, and you can play up to eight people, and then you can play ages eight or above. I actually tested it with my nephews. He actually had a great idea for a mechanism in the game that has now stuck in the game. And anytime we hang out, he's like, do you want to play? And uh, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So kids love it. Uh, adults love it. It's shorter, which that's why people don't like Monopoly. <laughs> like you said, it takes forever. Like it could take days. I like Monopoly though. But, um, but yeah, and you know, I've lost... I can't win. It's my own game and I can't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I cannot win at my own game because a good game should not only involve strategy, but it should have a level of luck and it does. And you get to choose what kind of real estate strategy you want to use. So, you know, obviously like designing a game can be challenging as I'm sure you know, but on top of it, it's like the more realistic you make a game to real life real estate investing, generally the more knowledge maybe somebody has to have what was the process? I mean, you're really trying to simplify 
concepts at an extreme level. Like how, how long did it take you to go through this process? Um, it's probably been, it's been about a year and a half now that it's been going on. So it's been quick. Like we moved very, very quickly. I've tested it tons of times, but the difficulty, the only real difficult part is that you can finance property. So that's really the only confusing thing. Everything else is you roll, you move, you follow the instructions, you can buy property or not, or finance it. If you get, uh, you know, a monopoly, you have like the chance cards, there's something similar. So if you pick one of those up, just follow the rules on there. And then it's a game of speed, not making other people go bankrupt. Hmm. So the idea is to actually buy the mansion first, which simple, which in, embellishes the idea of buying your dream home. So I like to look at real estate into the fact that we're all on this journey together. Just because someone buys their dream home first doesn't mean you lost. And I think that discourages people a lot of times when I listen to some platforms and they're like, how this person got up to a thousand units. And I'm like, I'm no, I'm not nowhere near that. And I think it can discourage people or how they raised $50 million. I'm nowhere near that. A lot of people aren't. Those are the top one of the one of the one. And I feel like that discourages people. And so the idea isn't that they're better than you. It's not that they're doing something you can't do. It's just that they're ahead of you. So you can be just as good. It's just you you're not as far along in the process. So you have to keep at the process. So the idea is not to bankrupt anyone else. It's that you need to stick to your journey and keep making the right decisions and really just going through any issues you may run into. So that's really, if you wanted to combine what I'm doing, it's that kind of encompasses all of it. I lend to help people get started building wealth because we lose that. We're like, let's, let's just, you know, stretch ourselves, but you use real estate to build wealth. Let's do the home buyer league because the idea is to, how do you build wealth? How do you get to your dream home? How do you do this correctly? How do we help people? And then the same thing with the board game. How do you simplify it? How do you make it fun? And realizing that you don't have to hurt everybody else to still succeed. Yeah, I, I really like that premise because, I mean, there's so many things in life that already naturally create a scarcity mindset, right? Like if you're playing sports, which I love to play sports, someone wins, somebody loses. But in real estate, like not everybody has to lose. You can make deals where everybody wins. Everybody can get financially free without having to do it necessarily at the expense of another person. So I really like that. What is your vision for the next 12 to 18 months of your life in business? Hmm. I would love the home buyer league for one to be self-sustaining, meaning I'm building a team. We know what we're doing. We've hit something that's called product market fit, which means we understand what generation Z is looking for and needs. And we understand the tool that loan officers need to get more experts on to the platform. So that would be clutch over the next 12 to 18 months. From a personal standpoint, I've got to refinance this freaking property in Georgia. <laughs> it is a nightmare because the commercial lending world is struggling right now. And it is so difficult to find uh, a cash out refinance deal, especially on this property. It's kind of funky. So that would be nice. And 
you know, raising some money and doing some, some bigger deals and getting into the millions. So that would be my plan over the next 12 to 18 months is, uh, refinance, getting some awesome property for short-term rental and then getting the home buyer league just kind of running on all cylinders. Awesome. Well, Zach, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and business for talking about unique things like creating board games and, and the league for all the people learning uh, real estate. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing these insights. So for those of you out there listening, write down something you learned from today, share it with somebody who knows so they can hold you accountable. It's freedoms acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day, before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 